Welcome to GleeCast, the somewhat occasionally weekly home of Glee and casting. Here are your hosts, Emily and Erica. Seriously, that burger was amazing. I'm glad that your burger was worth your weight all day because you you were like talking about it all day long. I had one of those days where it was like, oh man, I'm just like not feeling the day. I'm kind of like angsty at work and you know I just want to be home and then I kind of knew that there was a chance I might be getting a burger at Piper's Guild tonight which is a little like you know pub tavernish restaurant in the area and uh, you I mean we we had talked about this it was probably around like 11 a.m. where it just became the thing I had to achieve today and it was what I worked towards and all day long all I could think of was have to get through some things at work I have to then you know take the bus home uh, and not get pulled off by a police officer, as I did this morning, which is a whole separate story. Um, and I have to walk up the stairs to my apartment. I live in the fourth floor. So all of these things were milestones to get by. But it would be rewarded with a medium rare burger with blue cheese on top of it. And it was. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. Thank this you. Is, I appreciate um, that. You know that this is a milestone episode in a different way, too, right? Mm. I well, I'm in a different room recording. Is it that? No, it's that um, we're. It's the first time we're recording on my new computer. Oh, I forgot about that. That's right. I so, am, so you can see things now. Yep, I'm no longer destined to sit on the floor in front of my television and record. I'm, I'm actually sitting on my bed. I'm sitting in a boyfriend pillow and the la- mm-hmm. the computers on my lap and I could see on the screen if I wanted I could do like you and play something on mute on the television set you could do that I am actually in a different room I am in the bedroom which I'm not normally when I record and I'm like laying on the bed with like my kind of you know elbows like laying on my stomach where I should be like kicking my feet in the air wearing a ponytail and like moving bopping my head back and forth as if I was on the phone mm-hmm. if, if you get you get the image right I do completely it makes me feel very, very young right now as I record I'm I'm glad. Yeah, uh, I'm just ha- happy that you're not uncomfortably stuck to a television set. Me too. Indeed. So maybe that will put us in a really good mood for um, as we talk about this episode of Glee. I doubt it. Well, maybe not. <laughs> I feel. Uh, I, are you feeling a lot of pressure for this recording? I'm, I'm feeling like, a lot of pressure. I'm feeling pressure. You're right. I, like, I feel like it's like highly anticipated now because like we were just talking on the GleeCast page and now like. Mm-hmm. Other people are going to listen to it that don't always listen to us because right. yeah. they want to know what we have to say about the episode without watching it. And I don't so know. can I can I say this is our opportunity to get more people to watch RuPaul's Drag Race? Yes, everybody should watch RuPaul's Drag Race instead of Glee. Well, first of all, help me out here because I'm old and and drink. Um, is this our first episode back from hiatus or were we back last week? I can't remember. Um, Eric, I really can't remember. That's a good question. I think we were back last week. Were we back last week? Wait, let's look. I feel like we haven't talked about Smash in a while. And that's why I'm a little well, confused. I think that's because I I haven't been watching it. I know, but Liza Minnelli was on it. Did we talk about Liza Minnelli oh, no, being on is, Smash? Yeah, this is us back from the hiatus. Oh, okay. So, hey, everybody. It's been a while. Hey, welcome hey. back. Wait, is it? Uh, I don't know. Can you check the release date on when we released the last one? Or Yeah, what? that's what I was doing. I went in the last one. I went into my podcast, and it came out on the 27th. Can I figure out when this was? 27th of March? Yeah. All right, so that had to be a while ago. Um, The last episode was Guilty Pleasures. 
which, yeah, would have been a long time yeah. ago. Since that, that's right, because we talked about the Mindy Project, which I think has since even um, gotten better. I like the, I very much like the last episode of Mindy Project. Remind me what happened. I don't remember. Um, uh, Josh came back. She met Josh. Oh, yeah. Clay Matthews was on. Clay Matthews was on. It was the I best knew. episode of the Mindy Project ever. Enjoyed that. Um, other than that, the other thing that RuPaul's Drag Race has continued to be awesome. Yes, and we're down to the final three now. Final three, which thank God they are at least two of the three are people who I was rooting for. Um, I will say, though, uh, for those who don't, who maybe aren't current, um, there was some drama because this episode of RuPaul featured a lot of shade being thrown around at Jinx. Yeah. And apparently, like, people took to Facebook and said, Roxy Andrews, you're a bully. And she actually posted something on Facebook that was like, you know, I I am, I having watched the episode now, I do regret that some things might have been taken out of context, but regardless, I did say them and I regret that. And I really was just very threatened by Jinx and blah, 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 blah. So she's back on my good side for admitting her but, meanness at Jinx. Uh, we, did, I don't think we talked about this when we actually went to see um, RuPaul's Drag Race performers in person we i don't think we did either because no we, we said we were going to do it yeah and then we didn't talk about it it was awesome it was amazing it was um so pandora box did like a whole bunch of she well she did carol channing singing hits which was amazing which was fantastic uh we had um ivy winters do some really impressive circus work yes uh we had uh, mimi i'm first doing stuff it was a little odd, but I think overall I, I enjoyed what she that. Yeah, but it came together in the end. She did that weird thing with the baby, and yeah, that's yeah. right. It was a lot of stuff. Uh, Carmen Carrera basically just walked around mostly naked because that's all she can really do. Um, but she walked literally right next to me out in the audience, and she has she does have a body yadi yadi. Yes, and then we looked into it and learned that she is um, transitioning into female. Yeah, because I didn't know. I was like, how is that like, camp where possibly... Where, there, there were no seams. There was and, no breastplate seam. That right. was my main concern. Yeah, so we I don't know how much was still uh, a part of her versus um, appendages, uh, but she she did look good. But all literally all she did was walk around sexy. Like, yeah. Ugh, ugh. But she... Um, I, yeah, when she walked by, though, I was like, oh, shit, yeah. You look good. Correct. Um, Alaska was actually very entertaining, but really we went there for one reason. Miss Jinx Monsoon. Miss Jinx Monsoon, who, first off, for her numbers, she came out in her little Edie act and sang fucking A Dream to Dream. Fuck you, Anne Hathaway, because somebody else has got it better. <laughs> Give the Oscar to Jinx. And then, like, as if that wasn't good enough, so her big, like, her big second number. <sighs> so good. There's no words for it, really. No. Uh, any, many of our listeners, I'm sure, are familiar with Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Uh, the most famous of Mrs. Lovett's song is um, A Little Priest, where she sings about different meats. Yeah. Jinx did that shit. Only rearranged the words, changed things. It was it was incredible. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to get to see her again in July. We are. In the vaudevillians. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everybody, if nothing else, just watch this week's RuPaul's because it's going to be the finale and it's going to show you why you should be watching it all this time. Monday nights at 9 p.m., bitches. Do it. Do it now. Mm-hmm. And now, so are you still not watching Smash at all? No, I, you know, I think I record too many things at the time yeah. it's on and I'm so far behind now. You if, won't, well, I mean, not anymore because now it's on Saturday nights. Oh, true. 
Although, I, I can't catch up with the middle. Okay. Um, this week on Smash, for some reason, my DVR didn't record the voice instead. They must have shuffled the time. So then I had to watch it on, on demand, which meant I had to watch commercials, which really upset me because I, they make me very upset and I hate them. But anyway, um, although it's amusing because they advertise Days of Our Lives during Smash. Oh. And nice. it's fascinating because it's like they've, I watched it a lot in the early 90s when I was a kid. And it's like all the same actors and they all have an age today. It's scary and weird. <laughs> But anyway, um, my thoughts on Smash are always on the Facebook page because me and often our friend Lisa post about it. It continues to not understand what's good about it and what's bad about it, which is, hey, the Marilyn Monroe stuff with Ivy Lynn's great. Hey, Catherine McPhee and Jeremy Jordan um, need to be shipped off on a boat somewhere and never to be heard from again on television. But the show, I don't think the show's going to catch on to that anytime soon. And then it will be canceled, so. Yeah, well, we're just waiting for that hammer to fall. So. Oh, yeah. I just hope they get to go out the way they want to. That would be good. Like, <laughs> as in, I don't know, Catherine McPhee develops, like, some form of syphilis that is infects. I don't You understand my point. I yes. just, I'm very biased on that show. Um, other, other TV or anything else stuff that you wanted to mention or not mention? I don't think so. Your cat turned one. Oh, she did. She did. She's an old lady now. Yep. Uh, All right. So, (laughs) I guess we have to talk about the episode. I guess so. Um, You you know what the problem is? It's like 930 at night right now, which is way later than we ever record. Oh, God. Oh, God. And, like, (laughs) for me, I've been going to bed at, like, 945 on most nights. I'm getting up at 530 a.m. I feel like I'm not going to be able to build up, like, the vitriol that I have for the episode just because I'm, like, tired. Um, Now, I should say, when we talk about the way I watched it, I just, Thursdays, I usually don't watch it live. I'll usually watch it, like, right before we record lately. And I just completely forgot to watch it because I forgot that we were going to try to record this weekend. So, Friday, I decided to download it, and I would watch it on, on my train ride. And couldn't download it. And, and right about then, I started realizing that something crazy happened on Glee. Because people who don't normally talk about it were talking about it. I saw that the AV club gave it an F. I just, like, I'm like, what the fuck happened on Glee? <laughs> so, so like, I just had no idea. And then I kind of heard, like, something about a shooting. I'm like, oh, what, what could possibly have happened? So I finally get to download it. And, like, I watch, like, I'm able to watch half of it. But even the half I watched was, like, before anything happened. So I'm like, what the fuck happened to this episode? So there was a lot of a buildup, if you will, for me. Um, this episode was written by Matthew Hodgson, who uh, has been a staff. He, he's the one who they keep listing as staff writer. Okay. So, like, my theory is he's the one that, like, has to sit in the room and, like, bring new hats to Ryan Murphy whenever he demands them. Uh, he wrote a few episodes on his own. He wrote Glee, actually, which was this year's Christmas episode. Ugh. Uh, I kissed a girl, which I was, uh, the one, uh, I think it's the one where Rachel tries to fix the voting in the, um, election. Okay. And it's Saturday Night Gleaver, which is a disco episode. <laughs> Needless to say, we're not, I am not a huge fan of Matthew Hodgson's writing on Glee. No. And then they were like, hey, let's give him an episode with all the serious you know, content. The, like, most controversial episode we're ever going to do. Uh, and it was directed by Bradley Buecher, who's directed a whole lot of Glee. Um, okay, so I'll start with the Glee cap. Okay. <laughs> 
It's a regular day of the Kinley High. Ryder gets catfish. Sam gets overshadowed by Lord Temington. Becky begins to contemplate the future. Beast makes an uncomfortable declaration of love to Will, who reveals he's back with Emma. And holy shit, there's a gunshot. And then there's another one. The next day, McKinley resumes classes to a shaken but physically unharmed student body, only to discover that Sue Sylvester has confessed to cleaning her Uma Thurman on school grounds. She resigns, only to reveal via flashback that it was actually head cheerleader Becky Jackson who brought in and dropped a revolver. Make of that what you will. Spaghetti was cooked, Ryder's still hooked, and once criminal charges are brought up, Sue might be booked. And that's what you missed on... Um, I need to get something out of the way first. This episode was called Shooting Star. Yes. This episode, people, seriously, <laughs> this episode was titled Shooting Star. Yep. <sighs> um, that's, that's upsetting to me. That they called like, episode Shooting Star. I feel like that three seconds of silence should be our whole review. <laughs> Well, well, I'm going to get to something, because there is something that I think they handled incredibly well and kind of undid it all in the end. So why don't we get get, get the little plots out of the way? Ryder is still dating this is ta- is chatting to somebody, is he not? Yes. He thinks he meets her because there's this cute blonde that looks exactly like the picture that was sent to him on his phone. He gets all happy, but no, she's never met him before. Um... So he goes and he thinks it's Marley and Jake doing it. He doesn't know who's doing it. The camera gets very frantic and makes it look like he's going to shoot someone, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, and later he uh, tries calling this person and we learn that the person would have been in the Glee Club room at the time of this happening and they carry a backpack, but we still don't know who they are. Yeah. Are we supposed to care? Like, the thing is, I, I don't really care. like Ryder. I like that actor. Um, I think... If they had to continue next year without, like, the Glee regulars, um, I mean, I don't think he could hold a show, but, like, I would be like, oh, well, at least that, you know, that cool rider's going to be back. Um, but it's just the way they've dealt with the storyline is stretching it after we thought they were going to stretch it, and then they stretch you know what I mean? Like, it seemed like it was going to be revealed weeks ago. And then we forgot about it, because who cares? Yeah. And now they're like, oh, it's a mystery. Oh, we know. Um... Yeah, they seem to be taking our advice on the wrong storylines. We're like, give things time to breathe. This is not one that needs that. No, no, this is like, okay, well, it's either one of six people, none of whom it would really make sense to be. Yeah. Right. And the answer that I think it's probably going to be is unique. Mostly. Um, which makes sense, except they could have dealt with that two weeks ago or whatever, two episodes ago, where, like, Unique and Ryder had that conversation, basically, about about this, like, and now it's just going to be awkward, and it's not going to be surprising. And yeah. pretty much, yeah, I agree. Unless with that. it's Tina, but that's a whole separate issue. Yeah, well, fucking Tina. <laughs> um, All right. Um, so, anything else to say about Ryder? No, nothing. <laughs> so, Brittany and Sam. I mean, this this I thought was cute, and it ended with a with a cat, a fat another fat cat. It was cute enough, except you know, it's the same storyline she had at Christmas. Yeah. Um, the, the good stuff being Brittany and Sam, I think, are really fun to watch. I, I mean, I think Cordover Street's the MVP of this season. Well, yeah, and certainly this episode, he's the only thing that made me care. Yes, indeed. Um, but basically, yeah, Sam is kind of jealous of Lord Tubbington, Lord Tubbington, who doesn't like Sam, apparently. Um, but so Sam solves the day by getting Lord Tubbington a Lady Tubbington, which was cute. Which she was a cute cat, too. She was cute. Big fat Lord Tubbington. 
Uh, okay, so that's that. It ends happy. Um, see, <laughs> Will and Will and did this not like enrage you? Oh, I hated it so much. So much. We went through the whole. We went through this already. Like, yep. We did this. She doesn't love Will, and now all of a sudden she loves Will. And because the story asked her to, because they needed a scene. And, ugh, it was awful. She confesses to Will, she's in love with him, he's like, I'm back with Emma. Which, like, again, it's such a waste, because it means, well, what was the point of them not getting married a month ago, if you haven't really given us anything in between there to suggest that they are meant for each other? And where was Emma this episode? Why wasn't Will worried about Emma this episode? That's a really, you know, I didn't even think about that. That's a wonderful point. There's a shooting in the school. She's a guidance counselor. You're not mm-hmm. concerned about her. Like, you're just yeah. like, no, kids, stay here. Stay here. I love you guys. Will you all marry me? Yeah, pretty much. That's what Will yeah. wants. That's true. Um, Because, so, so, again, I hate when they try to embarrass Beast, which they do they often. do because that's what a show does when it has a plus-size person on it. They have her talk about food and she with her mouth open and all that stuff. And sure enough, this is what they did here, and it ends with Will being like, look, online dating. As if it's, like, this, as if that's a controversial thing now. Everybody dates online now. So it's like, well, Beast's like, oh, I don't know, I'm nervous about this. Like, well, I've never know. Well, I think she's just, I mean, I believe that the character would be nervous about that. Um, yeah, but even, like, the way it's treated still feels very, like, taboo. It's like, no, I mean, 90% of people are doing that now. They just didn't have to do, go about it in that way to yeah. just to make a joke. Like, e- even but, if it's like, I don't know, like, are they trying to give her an exit? Is she going to move to Hawaii to be with Ken Tanaka? I don't even know if that's mm-hmm. where they said he was, but. It's somewhere far away. Oklahoma, yeah. Maybe? I don't know. But, like, is that going to, like, are they writing exits for these characters? Like, we know this was Sue's <laughs> exit episode, so. <laughs> Is that what this is the exit, the way they write an exit? Whoa, boy, I'm already in summer for something. <laughs> yeah, really. I tell you. Um, <sighs> but, yeah, but they didn't have to give her that storyline to get her to online date. She just okay. could have been like, Will, I'm lonely, and he would have been like, try online dating, and yeah. we would have been fine with that. Very true. Um, so I suppose that brings us to the other thing that happens in this episode. Yep. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. So it's a normal day at McKinley, and all of a sudden there's a gunshot, and then there's another gunshot, and like two more after that, right? There's like four shots total. Um, I think there's only supposed to be two. Okay, it's not like there were more. Because but... when you get the explanation, she says, "Right, it's she accidentally hit the trigger and then she dropped it, and that was right." Like... Um, they like bang. Someone banged on the door, which they never explain. That's true. I mean, it could have just been somebody running, but you're right. That's not explained. Um, there's gunshots. Everybody, for the most part, everybody's in the choir room, save for a few Britneys in the bathroom. Tina's outside because it's Tina, and I think they had to have that moment where you thought maybe Tina brought the gun in. That's what I thought they were going for. <laughs> no, I thought they were going for Tina's dead. Which or for Tina's dead. Which I would have been fine with. Yeah, because, um, I mean, the, and the thing is, the, the high note I really do have to give this episode is how they handle that moment and those moments, I think, was actually incredibly well done. You have a normal episode, save for some directing choices, which I know you read the AV Club review, and they made a really good point. This entire episode um, 
like it's filmed in a up until even before the the gunshot point. It's like the, the scene where Ryder's running around look, trying to figure out who was catfishing him. It's filmed in a way that's like, oh shit, he's gonna, somebody's gonna die right now. Yeah, it's like the shaky cinema verite style, and it's it's a little much. And I don't know, and I wonder why they made that choice. If maybe they kind of thought like, you know, we're gonna get really intense. Why don't we lead into it? It's a bad choice because had they not, since the episode itself is so normal, when the shit goes down, it's really shocking. If they hadn't done that, it would have been even more so. Yeah. Well, you know, aside from the warning prior to the episode. Right. Which, again, I watched it on iTunes, so I didn't get that warning, but I knew that they had given it. And I, I mean, I think they were right to do it, especially now, this year, if it was a year ago, um, before essentially the, you know, Connecticut shootings. Yeah. I, I, they probably still should have had that, but I don't know that they would have, just because it wouldn't. We're more removed from when this was a, a a common thing or something that people were genuinely concerned about. Um, you know, doing it this year, you're tackling a a subject that's only a few months still on our minds at a daily basis. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, now I was in high school when. It's funny because Ryan and I just watched the um, episode of Buffy a few weeks ago, Earshot, where... Yeah, that was supposed to air after Columbine, and they right. delayed the entire rest of the season. Yeah, and we were trying... We were looking it up because I was trying to figure it out. Because, um, I mean, I knew about that episode being delayed. I, I hadn't. I wasn't watching Buffy when it was on. Um, but as I was watching it, I was trying to figure out whether or not... Because I had always assumed it was made before Columbine and just got really unlucky when they realized, oh, shit, we can't air this episode. But then there's, like, a line in the episode of Buffy where they're like, yeah, school shootings are, like, an everyday thing now. But having that line, I'm like, wait, no, there's no way they would have written that line after Columbine. It just would have been too soon, and somebody would have realized we can't say these things right now. Yeah. Um, But so when I was was in high school when Columbine happened in 99, I was a junior. And it it became a thing where immediately at my school, like, two days later, there was a bomb threat at my school. Yeah. And, like, they evacuated everybody. We just sat in the lawn for, like, the rest of the day. Um, and a couple weeks, like, or actually, no, like, the, the very next week, it became where you had to, nobody could bring a backpack in. Everything was clear. They, we didn't have metal detectors, but they, like, made you lift up your shirt and show you didn't have anything in your pockets. And that was, like, the rest of the year. Really? So That's intense. Yeah. We, we definitely had bomb threats. Like, if, if we didn't have the actual threat itself, then we definitely had the drills for it. Okay. Like, I remember that, but we never had to, like, like, we were still, allowed, like, nothing else further than that. Yeah. No, for us, it was, um, I think that was only the one real threat that we had. And, I mean, it was probably a student calling and being like, gee, if I, if I say this, maybe they'll cancel gym class. Yeah. And, I mean, they did. Um, yeah, but after that, because I, I just usually remember being really nervous that, like, somebody was going to call in a threat when I was taking, like, my AP exam and be like, oh, shit, like, I can't make this up. Um, and like, I mean, you know, I was 17. That was what I was concerned about. Uh, but no, we had to, I think by the next year, everything was back to normal, but the rest of that year, we, they, yeah, we, we couldn't bring backpacks in was the big thing. How'd you get all your books there? You just had to carry them. All of them? I guess so. That seems excessive. It does, right? Now that I think about it, no wonder why I have back problems Seriously. Jeez. Um, To the school district. No. Um, yeah, I will. So, yeah, so, because we were talking a little bit on our Facebook page of how, um, I know some of our Canadian listeners, um, this was, like, much more kind of, not, 
I don't know, maybe just not as familiar. More obscure. Yeah. The fact and, that it happened and that they yeah. reacted that way. Exactly. And I think if that had happened to in my school, that's exactly how it would have gone down. Everybody would have just kind of frozen. Yeah. You would have just locked the door and just waited it out. Um, and because, I mean, that's how, what you're taught to do. And because it became a very real thing for a while and, you know, sadly, probably again. Um, so, yeah, is it a timely topic? Yes. Is it a topic that a TV show aimed at youth um, has the right to tackle? I think certainly. And But I did mean, they, like, well, it, I guess it. we have to transition into talking about who actually did the shooting. Yeah, and that's where this episode becomes a steaming pile of bad taste and bad decisions and ridiculousness. After doing, well, for those of you who haven't watched it, um, so basically Sue goes into the principal's office, and which is Jane Lynch, and she says, you know, it was my gun. I, I, with the way things are lately, I, I've been feeling unsafe. I keep it in my safe in my office all the time. Its name is Uma Thurman. I took it out to clean it, and I, I accidentally hit the trigger, and it went off, and then I dropped it and went off again. It right. took me a few days to come to my senses, blah, blah, blah. And Figgins is like, my hands are tied. Like, you know, you're fired. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's it. There's a zero tolerance policy. And she's like, okay. So she's packing up her office, and Will comes in, and he's like, Sue, this isn't like you. Da, da, da. And basically, only we learn through flashback that mm-hmm. it was Becky, the handy, capable student that we've had it drilled into our head for the past four seasons that she just wants to be like everyone else. And now all of a sudden, they're giving her these like unstable thoughts. She's she brought her father's gun into school because she's upset about leaving high school. And there was no like. We had an earlier scene with her and Brittany where she basically says to Brittany, and it's kind of like a touching scene because she says, Brittany, like, Brittany, don't graduate because, like, we, like, I, you know, and Becky's kind of expressing, like, I love being here. Like, I'm scared of what's out there. I, I'm, like, I'm great at McKinley High, but I don't know how to ham- handle myself in the real world, which is a great scene and, like, you know, touching and believable and we believe it for this character and everything. There is nothing in that scene that makes this, that would lead us to think this character's answer is, I'll bring a gun to school. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. It, it was makes like, no sense for her to do this. And sheer, if anybody can rationalize it, please, please, give it to me. No one can. It was like sheer exploitation of this character yeah. that we all love. And that, yeah, and they just made such an example of for so and many like, years. It feels like such, because you try to figure out, okay, like chicken or egg, what did they, did they want to do a school shooting episode and this is the only explanation they had or did they want to give Becky this moment and this is how they got there? And, I mean, I know the AV Club had reported and I haven't found anything to back this up that Jane Lynch basically wanted out of Glee and that she kind of asked to be written out. Um, I haven't seen it when I've, I've Googled things about this and all the news I say is like, there's no official statement, but Jane Lynch said she's still a part of Glee, but blah, 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 blah. But regardless, like, and I understand there is a certain, um, what's the word? Like, uh, respectability about how Sue exits this episode. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, Sue leaves on, and Jane Lynch's speech at the end where she kind of says like, all these things I've done. I have sent girls to college. I have, you know, my girls are strong women. They've got, they've gotten scholarships. They've become professional people. Like 
there's actually a, a really good moment for that character to kind of say and kind of defend the character of like, oh, yeah, Sue actually, remember, like, this, she was a good teacher and everything. Mm-hmm. But if they wanted her out of this episode, there's still things that could have been done. Could have been the Jewish kid with the afro. What was yeah. his name? Jacob Benavriel. Would have made sense for him to bring in a gun. Would have made sense for Larry or whatever. Larry. Neck brace, even. Neck brace girl. Um, kid in the band. Thank you. Like, there's so many other characters. That, and granted, it would have still been. You would have been like, wait, that kid that was like barely on Glee. Like, and again, think of how Buffy did it. Buffy had a character that had been on there since the beginning. Um, it would be the, it would essentially be, if, like, the equivalent would have been Jacob and Israel bringing, being the one who had yeah. the gun this episode. That, I mean, that's how Buffy handled it, and it's brilliant. That episode of Buffy is, I mean, if anybody hasn't watched Buffy, uh, season three, it's, it's like episode 19 called Earshot, and it handles this situation a, a thousand times better. Mm-hmm. Because it, Yes, it brings in the danger of somebody in school who's going to hurt other students. Um, and, I mean, th- that's the thing about this episode of Glee. It, it, again, I'm going to defend the way they handled and executed the actual scenes where there's gunshots. Because the way the kids react is so believable. The way the teacher is what the teachers say to do. Um, I mean, it's a horrifying moment. And it is, like... And it's emotional. Like, I'm not... Like, so emotional. I, I like teared up I got upset but yeah. like I said it was mostly because of Sam <laughs> yeah I mean because Sam has that moment you know just Brittany standing in the bathroom crying is yeah it's been, again especially because it is so timely and you you think of things like this that actually have happened recently and it's it's just it just ends up becoming manipulative in a way that is just it's not just that it's offensive it's that it's lazy and it makes no sense and is Something that makes no sense on a topic that you cannot play around with. Yep. Ay. It was awful. Yeah. Um, I have to, after watching the episode, I I was like, oh, I was like, I have a theory. Uh, apparently, I got Glee, a theory. But it's a demon. <laughs> yes, a singing demon. No, something isn't right there. A dancing demon. Dancing something demon. Right there. Um. Okay. Before we start singing oh, all of that. Sorry. Um. Apparently, Glee is just like SVU now. They're going to, like, <gasps> tear from the headlines, you know, a topic and do it on the show. Uh, is anybody running a marathon? Because that would be really, really terrible. Oh, <laughs> upsetting. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Um, you're catfished. Yeah, catfished, school shooting. Mm-hmm. What else oh. have we done? Well, we we kind of flirted with the military and war last season. Thankfully, that didn't last. True. Uh, but yeah, it, it's and the thing is, like, I mean, nine hundred two and zero had episodes like this where they would kind of tackle a really heavy issue on date rape or bullying or you know. Um, but those were serious episodes through and through. They didn't have a story right. on catfishing. And, and and even if it ended up being a character that had nothing to do with anything, it was it wasn't abusing a character that we got to know. And I mean that's my biggest view for this episode. It's that there is was no justification from a writer's room or from a character's point of view that Becky would have brought that gun to school. And, I mean, the show didn't even do a good, like, 
PSA on gun control about that. Because it, you're just like, what, so it's her dad's gun? Like, and she brought, no, this doesn't make any sense. It really, it, it just, no. there's no explaining it. I don't even know what else to say about it because it was just a terrible example of, of television yeah. in general. Like, and I mean, and again, like, I want to be clear that I'm not against Glee having, because I know some people are like, Glee just had no right to do this show. I don't agree with that because I think they, you know, hey, you're, you're a show for teenagers. Yes, sure. Tackle an issue that is very relevant to them, even if it's very serious. Um, and I mean, handle it with the gravitas that it has for a while. But, you know but what? I don't think threw it away in a way that made no sense and just undid everything. I don't even agree with that statement because the show, if this was season one Glee, I'd say yes, absolutely. They have a right to tackle that. But season three Glee, season four Glee, that's so light and fluffy and not Mm. dealing with anything. I don't think they had any right to do it, especially not with the reviews they've been getting and the writing staff that they have. If you're, it's like, it's like the writing staff at Smash did this episode. Like, it's that bad. Uh, could you imagine if Smash you did, imagine? This, did this episode? Oh, at least they could have blamed it on Ellis. They could have. Um, but it was, no. I don't I don't think Glee Season 4 had any right to do this. If the show we had in Season 1 had continued and that we had that, that mm-hmm. show in Season 4, then yes, they could have done it. Yeah, fair enough. I mean... Yeah, this is the same episode that treated cancer, like, uh, oh, hey, he's got cancer. Oh, whatever. Remember, I was thinking about that the other day when I was, like, taking a shower or, like, making a sandwich. I was like, wait a minute. Does Bert Hummel have cancer? Oh, yeah, Bert has Bert Or, like, has a brain tumor, cancer. something like that, right? Like, it's prostate cancer, doesn't he have prostate cancer? I feel like it is. But it was, like, that just dawned on me, and it made me really angry. Because I'm like, is Glee going to ever do anything with that with what was that? I don't know. Well, we had this whole series in the hospital episode where he just had, like, a heart attack, and now he's cancer. And then, too. Yeah. It was the middle of the Christmas episode, and he was right. like, That's right. that well, was ugly, actually, written by Matthew Hodgson. I definitely have breast cancer. It's <laughs> 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 <This is> official. <laughs> yeah. Lisa, uh, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. Oh. oh. I and Murphy. Brighter times. Anyway, the development comes back soon. It does. It's like a month and six days or ten days before it comes back. Not like I'm counting anything. Are we done talking about this stupid thing? So, um, songs. There were songs. There were three whole songs. Okay, your song, which I actually know by Elton John. Ha ha. Um, that was just boring. Yeah, writer sang it to that girl. It was boring. Oh, yeah, okay, that could be a low note. Go ahead. I just looked at my notes. Um, And then More Than Words, which Sam and Brittany sing, which is only good in the note you have at the end because you see they're singing to the cats. At first, I'm like, this is boring. I'm like, why are all the songs so boring this week? I'm like, oh, Lord Tubbington. Okay. Like, I was amused as soon as they started singing to him, but yeah. And then uh, last song, uh, Say What You Need to Say, is that the name of it? Um, Say by John Mayer. Oh, okay. I didn't know this song. I just know that John Mayer has dated every Hollywood celebrity under the age of 30 that I, whose name I know. Yep. Sort of like the Jared Leto of today. Remember how Jared Leto, like, dated, like, Scarlett Johansson and Ashley Simpson and, like, yeah, John Mayer's kind of like that now. 
Don't compare John Mayer to Jared Leto. No, I am in terms of their dating life. Like, no. they both have dated everyone. John Mayer's gross. I still love it was Jared like a cycle. Leto. It was like, like, Scarlett Johansson was on, like, a waiting list. And, like, whenever, like, she would finish up with somebody, like, Ashley Olsen would date them then. Like, it was, seriously. I'm, I'm not lying about it. Okay. I remember the early 2000s, kind of. Um, so yeah, this last song, I didn't know. It was fine. Everybody sang together. Uh, people. Angry here. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, high notes? I have a few, believe it or not. Okay. I like that when Brittany early was talking about, like, Jesus, she refers to him as Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay. That was his name. Um, as I said, how they actually executed the shooting and how everybody reacted in the moment, I thought was very effective. Um, I actually found it really amusing that Tino was not in the choir room. Because <laughs> it was such an after all the two, they're like, oh, my God, Tino's not here. <laughs> um, and it was just one more, like, thing that Tino wasn't involved in. Why hasn't Jenna Ushkowitz stood up and been like, you know what, I'm done. Just write me off the show. Honestly, because what else is she going to do? I don't know. I'm sure she has crazy money. She could just go live happily and not I... be the butt of everyone's joke. I don't know. I mean, it's nice work if you can get it probably for her. Um, there was a line about Brad the piano player, but I can't remember who said it or or what, but it was like it was amusing, whoever it was said, I don't remember. Um, I was happy that Ken Tanaka returned. Yes. Oh, but by low note also was that Brad was just there and there was no note about him not being happy to be there. Um Okay. Uh oh, the end when Sam is uh giving uh Lady Tubington to Brittany. That exchange actually had me, like, I actually laughed out loud, even though I was angry at the episode at that time, which, like, he, like, he's, like, opens up his backpack as if this cat has been in there all day, and Brittany asks, like, how long has she been in there? And Sam's answer is long, and then you just hear this, like, very angry growling. <laughs> like, just the execution of that scene and the time, the comic timing of it, like, was really funny and made me chuckle audibly, even after me being very angry. Um And then along those lines is... Uh, after the, or during the credits, after the credits, whenever it was, when they were doing the kind of like videos of all of them saying goodbye to people, um, Sam, cause everybody's like, you know, goodbye to my parents, I love yeah. you so much, I never said enough, and then Sam, mom, dad, I love you, uh, also, there's a cat in my backpack. <laughs> it was really funny. It was. But again, that's one of the issues with the, pro- with this episode, you can't be like, Ah, everybody's gonna die. Oh, haha, cats. Like, it doesn't totally, it doesn't I mean, work. If I'm gonna die, I hope somebody makes a good joke about cats right before it happens. It's all. <laughs> Do you wanna hear? I was just reading my notes from, like, my stream of consciousness, consciousness notes from when the shooting was happening. Okay. I wrote, really? Like, for serious? This is really <laughs> happening? Artie didn't hide very well. Um, maybe turn off the clicks on your phone. What? Oh my god, are they going to kill Tina? That'd be pretty epic. Are they going to kill Marley's mom? That'd also be epic. Oh no, <laughs> confessions. Okay, I got emotional for Sam. Damn, Tina is fine. Oh, now we're going to use found footage. Ugh. <laughs> That's my notes. Those are pretty good. Uh, oh, oh, wait, are we doing low notes? Yes, yes we are. Will is like... No, Sam, you can't leave. And then he's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and get those kids. Like, <laughs> what? Well, you know, Will is, like, a few inches taller. Makes him more equipped for this kind of thing. Oh, right. Um, 
I already said that Will wasn't freaking about, out about Emma. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. How many times, like, the fact that Katie, fake Katie, Marissa, whatever her name is, had to Ugh. explain catfishing to Ryder. Oh. It was the same as, yeah. like, it's. it made me think of Joe's feed, or Wayne's feedback with the, remember the Mexican pointy shoes? Yes, yes. Where they had to I be do. like, blah, blah, These are Mexican pointy shoes. <laughs> yeah. They were worn in Mexico, and they are pointy. That's what, that's what the catfishing was. Yeah. You're be- oh, my God, you're being catfished. What? What am I being Oh, God, it was awful. Um, do you have any more low notes? Um, no. All right. Um, so if you don't mind, the Beast apparently teaches English. I thought she was a gym teacher. I didn't even catch that. that the spider was teaching an English test, and, like, Beast walks by and is like, nope, eyes in your paper. It's like, wait, but what? Why? Okay. Maybe, maybe she was just proctoring the test. Maybe. I mean, if Will can teach history now, um, that the – oh, oh, this really annoyed me. At the end, when it's like, the episode's done, it's over, and then the guy who's like, download music from Glee, from iTunes. Even he, like, he put, that guy, I don't know if you listen to this, his voice was the, like, this is how he normally sounds. Head to iTunes to download tonight the music you heard on tonight's episode of Glee. This is how he sounds on this episode. Head to iTunes to download the music (laughs) you heard on tonight's episode. I'm not kidding. That this is a exactly serious episode, that. Emily. He needed but to have a serious so, voice. Oh, God. It was, I don't know. Think of, like, if Kristen Chenoweth was doing a PSA about date rape. It would just be hilarious. And that's what this guy sounded like. Um, and then, oh, God, Shooting Star. What? No, you can't name your episode Shooting Star. What? Oh, it should have been named Last Chance because that's what Will wrote on the white. That would have made sense. Would not have made. I would have accepted that as much but, as we would have also complained about it. But she's a star, and she claimed she did the shooting. What do you mean? Yeah, I I didn't put it together that way. Now that now that you pointed out the um, symbolism, it actually I t- I take it back. That was a great choice. <laughs> great choice. Why didn't they name? I guess they couldn't work Glee into shoot or gun. Or, like, revolver at all. Like, there's nothing you can do with the word glee. Happiness is a warm glee. Happiness is a warm glee. Um, <laughs> uh, like, yeah, because I can't think of any word that has E in it. That glee volver. Glee volver. <laughs> Velvet glee volver. <laughs> I'm just going to turn it into a song and band names. Really? All right. Yeah, so I guess it could have been worse. Um, all right. So... On that note, do you have any more to say about this episode, or no. should we let our listeners say the rest? I, I want to be done with this episode. Okay, well, we've got three bits of email that are going to challenge that. I know, and then I never, once we're done with feedback, I never want to talk about this episode again. Okay, we'll see how long that I'm lasts. I'm going to wipe it from my memory and pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> All right, um, so we've got email. Do you want me to start with Beth? Sure thing. All right, the OMG episode 418. Hi, Emily and Erica. This week's Glee episode, Shooting Star, I don't want to say the title, is conflicting at best. The first half has moments of goofiness with Brittany back on her end of the world kick. Uh, Coach Beast, Lady and the Tramp attempt at obtaining Will, complete with food, of course. 
Because that's what older women do to get a man. We feed them. Kudos to Glee. They got that one right. And Blake finding out that he was catfish. Lots of themes revolving, revolving <laughs> around death and destruction. Somehow, I missed the warning at the beginning that this was a very special episode. So I watched this completely unspoiled, and it paid off emotionally for me. I was blindsided. We started out with Will announcing the competition for regionals. There is a sweet little moment where the Glee Club does a drum roll, and I thought how young everyone looks. Don't know what, why that stuck out for me. The other Glee Clubs are who's your daddies and none touchables. The second group's name catches Blaine's attention and his typical very Blaine-like moment. He questions this by asking, wait, is that a condo? Which totally cracked me up because I love quirky Catholic school names and flashback to Blues Brothers complete with floating nuns and rulers. Gotta love the rulers. And then I switched to Christina's school in Mommy Dearest. Sorry, I digressed. Um, Beth, if you ever want to talk about Blues Brothers or Mommy Dearest, I'm here for you. It's all good. She continues, Brittany comes in and announces yet another end of the world is coming. Blaine, who's on a roll, asks, wait, didn't we just go through this at Christmas? Tina chimes in and Brittany shuts her up. Poor Tina. Knowing Heather Morris is pregnant, I'll have to check out her belly. Sorry, it's a midwife in me. So this week's theme is last chances. Does Will not plan out anything in advance? Ryder spots Katie, XOXO, whoopee, is not an actual person. Is an actual person. The girl exists. In a school as small as McKinley, Ryder had not spotted her before. Mercifully, we switch to Brittany's room, where she is talking to Lord Tubington with a rather jealous Sam is watching. Sam wants some of that lovin', you can just tell. Switch to Ryder, he has found his Katie. He brings her into the choir room and casually explains all those people in there with the magical phrase, they're the band. I forgot that was actually funny. Yeah. And we accept this, because this is Glee and Ryder is there, and all is good in the world. Ryder sings Elton John's Your Song, and he's... Sounds like a 14-year-old who has just gotten over his voice-changing phase. Katie isn't Katie. It's Marissa. My 16-year-old niece will be thrilled if that is her name. She mentioned some name, which I had to look up. Manti Ito is a football player for Notre Dame. Uh, Manti Teo. Manti Teo. That's not a real thing. Yeah, that's his name. Short is Erica. And apparently he was catfished. Yeah, you don't know about this? I remember a football player being catfished, but... If I saw that name, I probably ignored it because I couldn't pronounce it. So I figured it was not important. As evidenced by your recent butchering of the poor guy's name. He got catfished. Emily can't say his name. What else is he going to have to go through? Oh, come on. How much money does he make as a football player? I'm teasing. He's a college player. He doesn't make any money yet. Oh. Well, I'm sure he's had sex with cheerleaders. I don't know. He had that fake girlfriend. He didn't know she wasn't real. Well, then maybe he should watch more Glee. He would learn. (laughs) They lost me at football. I'm not a good sports person. Ryder goes on the attack with Jake and all, and I wish I cared more, but I can't get into these new kids. Next up, more than words, and I was hoping that Blaine would make a crack about no more candles. Nope, kind of bummed me out. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but during the Glee project, didn't the Robert Ulrich, the casting guy for Glee, say he lost his virginity to this song? I love the faces of the club as they realized they were singing to a cat. <laughs> um, I think you might be right about that. I don't remember. I do, because I remember him saying that about a song. I didn't remember which song, but I would believe Beth. Um, and he was my favorite on, on the Glee Project, because he seemed to really like the kids. Robert Ulrich. I like So, be stressed to do Swill with food and wine. I was hoping she would get him drunk so he could drunk dial someone. I know, wishful thinking. She brings up that kiss from season two. I really hated that, so I sort of tuned this out. We find Emma and Will are back together. Why, Glee writers? Why? Good question. Brittany discovers her telescope is a Pringle scan. Some prop person got to create it, and I felt pangs of jealousy. Personally, I would have added some more glitter stickers. Brittany and Becky have a nice acted heart-to-heart. Have these two ever spoken before? Will invites Beast into the choir room for some rat, because that is where one what one does to scorn lovers, right? Awkward, but it got Beast in the room. And then, holy shit, some shots ring out. 
Told you I was unspoiled. I didn't see that coming, so the impact was pretty intense. Blaine again questions things. Are we even sure those were gunshots? And as an unapologetic Blaine fan, I make a mental note to find out who wrote this episode because they seem to understand Blaine's character. Blaine is shushed and he curls up into a ball and hides his head in his arms. He's under the piano, and I realize I will be reading about this for months on the Glee meta sites because I am into that sort of thing. We find out that both Tina and Brittany are missing, and in one of the most heart-wrenching scenes ever, we watch Brittany crying in the bathroom, standing on the toilet. Kitty comforting Marley and apologizing. Seems so real. Kitty telling Marley we all like your mom was a very genuine moment. The panic among the kids seemed to be real. I find no fault with the choices the director made to film the scene. Tina's suffering, survivor's guilt outside, Artie's goodbye film. I have expected them to flash over to New York, and I am so glad they didn't. It would have taken it out of the mood. Blaine can't even talk and waves Artie away, but the other kids need to speak, and they offer up little last-minute thoughts. Brittany's terror in the bathroom when somebody walked in. Oh, my God, I felt that. And then the realization she was not alone in the bathroom, although it felt like she was alone. So poignant. It's Will, and the kids looked relieved. The all-clear is given. Everyone hugs, and I tear up. Innocence lost. Things change. Metal detectors, locker inspection, ominous changes. I can't help but notice the windows. So easy to smuggle a gun in McKinley. Just throw it in through an opened window. So are we led to believe Sue had the gun? Lots of flaws with the story direction, and I wonder if this is Jane Lynch's swan song. It was a good run. What is to happen with Sue? Maybe she can move to New York City, start a cheerleading school with Santana. Or will Jane Lynch simply move on to other projects? The aftermath, Sheena and Blaine. Ah, Blaine and his parents talking all night. Blaine has a mom and dad. Who knew? Does he say that or does he say his dad? Um, I don't remember. I feel like Blaine said, like, I talked to my dad all night. And I thought it was weird because I feel like we know nothing about his family. And then I'm like, oh, maybe he doesn't have a mom. I don't know. Um, Tina's parents wanted to have her stay home this week. Marley and Kitty hugging in the hallway. Jake and Ryder comes confronting Kitty as a catfisher. I secretly wonder if it is Beast and not Kitty. Don't know why. That would make me angry, too. Uh, Will and Beast on online dating and him Tanaka. Haha, <laughs> best sight gag of the night. So he is in Oregon. Maybe Beast will long distance date him and then leave McKinley for him. Are we working on getting the adult members out of the cast one by one so we can focus on the New York set, nor, uh, New York next season? Good point. That's a possibility. I hope so. Maybe Will can fall into a dumpster and be crushed to death in a garbage truck. That would be a nice full circle moment. Oh, my God, Sam has a cat in his gym bag. Is anyone else prepared to watch the spinoff, The Dubbingtons? I'm so easily amused. Becky holding that gun with her finger near the barrel. I just can't go there. This is how poor little kids shoot at each other and themselves. What the hell is wrong with Becky's parents? I'm not going to overanalyze the scene because it will lose its impact. Sometimes it's just best to go with the story and not question it too much. Last song, stay. Okay, I needed some lane thinking after all this. Ending thoughts in the Glee Choir room as filmed by Artie. Sam telling his parents there is a cat in his locker. So, Sam. Okay, Hardy's possible final words gets me to tear up again, so I can't seem to type anymore. Until next week, ladies, from our dear friend, Beth. Thanks, Beth. Thanks, Beth. Beth always has a sunnier attitude yes. than we do. Um, and again, I liked a lot of the things she liked. I'd forgotten, actually, about Artie's last line, and I thought that was a sweet Capricorn episode. But I still can't get behind um, the decision to have it have been Becky. Yep. All right. Um, so then we have feedback from Brienne, which is titled Glee Writers Listened. Hello, ladies. I don't know how much can be said about this episode. We, well, first of all, we knew the catfish story was coming, and it's obviously someone in Glee. My vote's always been unique. That being said, the whole episode was intense. It was very melodramatic, but I enjoyed myself. Well, maybe that's not the right words. However, some of my favorite shows have done this topic, and it still grips me. I have complained before that Glee no longer makes me cry like it did season one. Well, they succeeded. Sam trying to get to Brittany, Tina crying outside to Principal Figgins, it really got me. 
There were a few times I sat with my hand over my mouth. I knew something big was going to happen to someone, so my first thought was beast. Mm-hmm. When she declared her love for Mr. Shu and was shot down, I got nervous and was ready to quit quickly if they dared to do something to Beast. Then Becky, Becky was having a meltdown and told Brittany that they should never graduate. That made me worry about Becky. I was surprised that Sue had the gun and was no longer a coach there. She definitely won't be on the show anymore. And if she is, it'll just be it'll just be short story arcs as friends as the adults on the show. Get off that sinking get off this <laughs> sinking ship, Jane Lynch, Jane Lynch, you're smart. I was getting mad about Sue being such a tight ass about it all, but then to see her sticking up for Becky, well, it made sense, and it's the best contribution she could possibly give. I don't have much else to say in regards to songs or anything else. My hat goes off to Cord Overstreet this week. He killed mm-hmm. me. Way to go, Cord. I'd also like to say that, that this season has been about nothing. This week mm-hmm. just confirmed it. There's no lingering no. problems that need okay. to be solved. Season one was... Were you saying something? Yeah, I lost you very briefly, oh. but you're back. <laughs> I just like, heard my name. I was like, yes. Um, I I was just reading. Uh, oh, um, season one was intro of this world, but also Quinn's pregnancy and Will's failed marriage had us coming back each week for more. Season two was Kurt's show, the bullying and being gay. Season three was about the love stories and moving on due to graduation. I've enjoyed the season, but I'm not dying every week to see what will happen mm-hmm. next. Get it together, Glee. So just chill until the next episode, Brienne. Yeah, that's um, her last point is definitely a great point about the season of leaves, and there's no momentum. With, I mean, the one they tried was like, Rachel might be pregnant. Yeah. No, she's not. Like, there's no, when one episode ends, there's no reason to look forward to the next episode. Um, and, like, granted, this episode, the preview for next week, if I remember correctly, looked like, oh, she'll be back. Like, there looked like there were fun things about it. It's like, because it's very New York-based, it's Rachel auditioning for the Broadway show, but at the same time, like, there's nothing in this episode to make me look forward to next week's episode. Nope. And I think that's been an ongoing issue this whole season. And by the way, is Sugar Mata gone? Do we know? I don't know. They mentioned her this episode, but I don't know where she is. Is they? Yeah, they said, um, I think it was in reference to catfishing. They were like, mm. blah, 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 Sugar, blah, 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 Kitty, blah, 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 Unique. Oh, they're about, like, room tones, yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. It's kind of a shame because, again, really fun little actress who brought something interesting as a character, and they've had no idea what to do with that. <sighs> Maybe they should have her bring a gun. <sighs> All right. Our last bit of feedback comes from the one, the only, the Wayne Kotke. Um, who titled? Oh. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. You're kind of underwater, so Uh-oh. I think I'm just going to read it because my, my side will come out clear. Okay, go for it. On the recording. I I can, like, understand you, but for feedback, it might be frustrating for people. Um, Wayne titles his email, Janie's Got a Gun. Aw, come on, someone had to say it. Pistol Packin' Mama and Ms. 45. Yes. Well, I'm not watching that a second time. I'll Mm -hmm. tell you that right now. Why are Archer seasons so short and Glee so (laughs) goddamnably long? Yeesh. What bothers me most is the missed opportunities for songs. How do you not do Hit Me With Your Best Shot or Happiness is a Warm Gun? (laughs) Come on, Glee, get your head in the game. Okay, let's get... Dang, she shot me down. Yeah. Okay, let's get serious here. Shake the sillies out, because after all, people, this is a big, serious episode about big, serious topic. But is it... I mean, what kind of place is Lima, Ohio, anyway? It is a magical fantasy land where eerily professional musical numbers, complete with choreography, can happen at any time, and overweight house cats lead incredibly busy and complicated (laughs) lives. Or is it a part of the same universe that you and I inhabit? 
The one where people are bound by the laws of physics and actions have consequences. I don't know. I think it wants to be both, and I'm not sure a viewer that I'm, I'm not sure as a viewer that I can allow that. Either this is a live-action cartoon show, or it isn't. Glee thinks it can shift into reality mode simply by switching from steady cam to shaky cam. No Glee. No. If you really want us to care about the school shooting incident, which, by the way, turned out to be a totally lame cop-out and a death toll of zero, then you have to create a world of flesh-and-blood characters first. And for the most part, you haven't done that. Glee, let's face it, Becky Jackson is a very stylized, comedic-supporting character, mm-hmm. barely more real than Stoner Brett or Jacob Benazirel. And Brittany S. Pierce, though I love her dearly, is, isn't much more plausible than Becky is. Sue Sylvester is outlandish, outlandish, uh, is often outlandish, past the point of credibility, but she manages to straddle the worlds of fantasy and reality only because of the acting talents of Jane Lynch, who is somehow able to find the humanity in this woman. For me, taking these cartoonish characters and putting them into a dark, real-world storyline made the episode unintentionally com- comedic. It felt like robot chicken to me, and I found myself laughing in places where I definitely should not have been. Anyway, this is the point in the email where I usually make random observations. But like I said, I'm not sitting through this episode twice, so I'll just tell you what I can remember from my initial viewing. Boy, they sure did some fancy-ass camera work this week, huh? The Mm -hmm. AV Club ascribed all kinds of sinister moves to this in their hysterically funny and bruising review. But I think the truth is that the crew members of the show are overqualified for their jobs and compensate (laughs) for it by experimenting in every possible way. I, for one, am grateful. If the plot, dialogue, and acting fall flat, which is highly probable, sometimes the show's technical audacity carries it along. I don't know why, but Tina was really getting on my last nerve this week. (laughs) I wanted to tell her, no one cares about you, Tina. Shut the fuck up. She just just seemed like she was showboating and trying to make the tragedy all about her just to get attention. Sure, that's what Rachel would have done, but you're not Rachel, hon. Speaking of which, Marley, no one cares about your undoubtedly shitty, shitty songs, which I'm sure we'll be hearing down the road. Oh, that's right. Marley admitted to being a songwriter. Yeah, I was thinking if we ignore it, it might not mean anything. Yeah, I forgot about it. Um, And to use what might be the last few moments of your life to brag about yourself, not cool. And Marley's mom, I think it would be fine to turn off the flame under that boiling pasta. (laughs) At least I think that was what was supposed to be happening in her scene. It's like she's hiding, but I mean, they know somebody's in there because the pasta's cooking. And it's, like, I understand in that moment you're frozen and you're nervous, but it's, like, she, like, everybody was, and maybe they were all taught this is what you do if this happens, but it's, like, yeah, but you might start a fire in the school instead. (laughs) Turn off fucking pasta. Uh, And her ringing phone, using she would have gotten up and gotten the phone. Yeah, you know what? Just get up and turn it off. They're not, they're going to have less of a chance of finding you then. Mm Mm-hmm. Wayne continues, you can add catfishing to the list of terms I never want to hear again. This was another terrible example of Glee taking something that was buzzed about and trendy a few months ago and then explaining the living shit out of it like we're all idiots. Yep. Will does not recognize an obvious Lady in the Tramp reference. The Godfather will? Come on. You can't possibly be as dumb as that. But maybe he can. Show of hands, who figured out the, who figured out where his scene with beasts was going way, way, way before he did? Yes, I'm guessing every sentient creature on Earth who was watching the show, including goldfish whose bowls are near the TV. Yeah, I totally knew what was going on. Um, I love Beast as a character, but I would have vetoed this entire storyline for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that it's too close to the Tina Blaine thing from a few episodes ago. Yep, and it's getting really on my nerves how they keep doing that to female characters. Yep. 
Uh, give the devil its due. There was one shot of Lady Tubbington, which had me cracking up because of the expression on the cat's face. <laughs> was it near the end, Wayne? Because I totally agree. Yeah. I think from now on, I only want to see Wade in full drag. He's very <laughs> unpleasant to look at when he's in half drag. Uh, <laughs> that just made me think of all the mini challenges on RuPaul where they're all in half drag. <laughs> they're like frightening looking. I don't like them in half drag, especially when they have their makeup on but nothing else. And they're not blended yet? Ugh. Oh, and they're not blended. That's the worst. Ugh. But I mean, like, the challenges that Rue comes into the workroom for. Yeah. Yep. Where they're like, put on lipstick and a wig and heels. And they're like, but the rest of their makeup isn't done, so they're not contoured. Oh, it's bad. Anyway, uh, Glee, you have a track record of weaseling out of major plot complications. You've done it many times this season, but you don't dare weasel out of the story with Sue. You have to learn to stick to your guns eventually. This is a great place to start. Oh, also, there were songs this week, I think. Maybe. <laughs> Check, maybe not. Check Wikipedia. They were about that memorable. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was Shooting Star. I wasn't as offended or bothered by the episode as other people, simply because the episode wasn't substantial enough to bother me. It just seemed like they threw a bunch of random junk together and called it Glee. Mm. Next week's episode looks torturous. My all-time least favorite character, oh, I won't even type out her name. How much you her? Is Zach. I didn't, I didn't get, it got cut off. I didn't get this. Oh, they, they don't show much. They basically show Rachel auditioning for a Broadway show. Um, and at one point, Shelby's there. In New York? Yeah. But at least we get some New York stuff next time. Wasn't it a bummer spending the whole hour in Lima? Later, Gators. Uh, The one and only, Wayne Kotke. P.S. Here's a special song I've chosen in honor of Becky Jackson. Stay tuned for the Odd Coda, which was apparently added for the Lockstock and Two Spoking Barrel soundtrack album. By pure coincidence, it makes the song even more appropriate for this episode. Nice. You'll be able to hear that after we're done babbling in three minutes. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're, we're, we're near done. Yeah, thanks, Wayne. Oh, yes, thank you, Wayne. d 2 writes blogspotcom always, for uh, with some, some good stuff there. Yeah, so that was uh, Shooting Star. Yeah. Which, let me remind you, was about a high school shooting. That wasn't really high school shooting. And they called it Shooting Star. Shooting Star. So. Yeah, because Sue, Sue shot, and she was a star. No? No? What? What? I'm just trying to find a song that might, you know, represent Shooting Star. I I don't know. This was a hard one. Okay. But, yeah. Um, Hey, next week we'll be back with uh, New York. So that's always good. Yay, New York. Indeed. Um, And we'll have a report on what I assume will be the RuPaul finale. Yes. Unless they well, throw in unless, like reunion episodes. Yeah, they, they do, right? They I think they usually do like a clip show, like a never before seen. Okay. Well Which I never watch those because I think they're boring. I know. I think with Project Runway next week is gonna be the um it's the like 'cause the finale, like they're down to their final group, but they have to have the episode that apparently they do every time where it's like, Oh, not all of you are showing at Fashion Week, even though we know they all are. Yeah. Uh, so it's like the home visits and then that stuff. Um, yeah, this again, this is why I watch more movies generally, because TV can be a very frustrating medium. It sure can be. Uh, that one's back, and it's been pretty good. I'm not, I'm not current. I, I'm terrible at this. Well, I couldn't get it to record the first week, which I think I told you. Yeah. Because my, DV, my DVR is just like, I don't know, it's an idiot, apparently. Um, 
And then I just forgot to set it for the next week, mm-hmm. so I have to finish watching it all in demand. I'm not quite there yet. Um, it's yeah. been good. That's great. And um, whatchamacallit, uh, Game of Thrones has been... Game of Thrones really has been very good. And fabulous. Um, this episode this week was hysterical. It was really funny. It was a... Like, they found humor in things that you just would not expect them to find humor in. There was direwolf bread. Yep. Right? And there was, like, so much in this episode that was just joyful. The whole council scene with the chairs was amazing. Mm, Oh, my God, that was so good. And then Um, the whole pod thing was awesome. It was great. And they have one of my favorite actors. At first, I got really excited because I thought he was playing Ramsey Bolton, but he's not. He's playing um, the guy who currently has captured Jamie and Brienne. That actor, Noah Taylor, is just amazing, and I'm so happy to see him do the and this week on Game of Thrones, shit's going to go down. Is it? Did you watch the preview for this week? Yes. Oh, are we finally? Oh, yes. 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 Because the thing <laughs> was, I this did... week watching it, they moved so many things in place where I'm watching this episode, I'm like, holy shit, I'm like, they're going to, like, all, like, there's, like, three storylines where they have to all do stuff. All hell going to break loose. And at first I'm thinking, like, oh, I, I bet next week will just be about Bran and about, like, um, the wall. Like, I'm thinking, like, all of these things are going to be, like, they're going to skip it next week to give us all the shit the week after. But, no, the preview shows yeah. stuff happening. I remember with, saying that after after yeah. I watched the preview. I was like, holy shit. I was like, like next oh week my is going to be awesome. Every, like, half of the... I was, cause I was trying to describe, I'm like, so if I had to make a list of, like, the top ten moments in a story, <laughs> like, I, which I could totally do, by the way. Uh, so next week, the things that happen, there's, like, three big things that happen, and two of them are in the top ten, and one of them's in the top three for me. <laughs> I'm glad. I just can't, I can't wait for, like, the action on Daenerys to start. Oh, God, I know. And, I I know. Know. and it looks like it's happening oh, this week. I can't wait now. Remember uh, when we used to talk about Glee like this? Oh, oh. sad. Okay, maybe maybe they'll do. I don't know. No, maybe they'll start singing the songs written for Game of Thrones. Perhaps. <laughs> the Jersey and the Bear and the Maiden and the Reigns of Castamere become like Sam singing it to Brittany. I could That'd do be it. amazing. Artie would sing them. He's probably nerdy. They'd both be Lannisters though. Sam and Brittany would be Lannisters, and that explains why Brittany would. Explain the dumbness too if she was um her parents were twins. Yeah. Um. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Let's recast Glee for Game of Thrones. Artie would have to be Bran. Oh yes. Paralyzed. Yes. Yes. Um, Finn um, would be Hoder. Finn would be Hoder. Yes, he would be Hoder. Beast would be Bran. Um, Beast would be Bran of Tarth, obviously. Um. Ooh. Will would totally be ugly face. Theon. <laughs> just constantly um, trying to do the right thing and fucking everything up. Really see that. Um, let's see. Who do we have? Tina could be Sansa, maybe. Or no, maybe like I feel like one of the like Quinn would be Sansa or something. Um, I think Santana could be Daenerys. I think Daenerys should be Daenerys. Okay, I'm fine with that. <laughs> who would Rachel be? I don't know. Like, she wouldn't be... Maybe Catelyn, because Catelyn fucks so much stuff up. But, I mean, I that's not really Catelyn, her personality. I know. Um, no, Emma would be Catelyn, definitely. Yeah, she would. Um, Who would be Rob? 
Rob could be Mike Chang. Oh, Mike Chang. Mike Chang would have been Rob. Blaine would be Blaine and Kurt. Friendly. (laughs) (laughs) That would make sense. Um, So so Mercedes would be Marjorie. (laughs) I'm thinking not. No. No. Um, Who would be Jon Snow? Trying to think that one. That's a tough one. Ryder? No. Um, Matt Rutherford. Wait a minute. Jacob, Jake, uh, not Jacob, uh, Puck, Puck, Puck and Puck's brother are both bastards, right? Oh, yeah. Puck could be Jon Snow. Yeah, so, um. Jacob and Israel would be Samuel Tarly. Would be Samuel. No, wouldn't, um, Lauren, is there a character named Lauren? Lauren Sices. <laughs> could be Samuel Tarly. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, that was fun. That's yeah. We could do this all night. Okay, folks. uh, To talk about the episode in Game of Thrones, come to our Facebook page at GleeCast. Um, Yes, and write us any feedback you might have at GleeCast at gmail dot com. Yeah, we are here, and we will read it, and uh, we will, I guess, just go and talk to you next week. See you then. Later. Bye. With a bullet Got my finger on the trigger I'm pit to click now I'm the son of a gun Hey!